0: Hey everybody, welcome to Life Awakening. This is your hostess with Moose's, Coach Callie Tamey out here in beautiful San Diego, California. It is April 28th of 2019, Sunday afternoon slash evening. Thank you guys so much. Holy freaking cow. Like, you guys, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my God, like my podcast from last week relationships 101 you are not the janitor in your life i am telling you you guys rocked it out it was 131 listens for last week like i got 131 plays from you guys last week. i am just so freaking amazed at at the response to that podcast oh my god um and we hit over 21 almost 2200 listeners total for my podcast. I am just like so humbled and so thankful for everything that you guys do and showing up and listening to me each week. And I really, really, really hope that you are getting that you're continuing to get some value and that you're learning some uh, positive steps and tools to apply to your life. Because I say in just about every podcast, words don't teach. So I say a lot of words and I know that, but I'm hoping that some of them will sink in and you will say, oh, that makes so much sense. Let me do that in my life because everything that I teach you or speak to you is specifically from life lessons that I have experienced and I know they have worked for me. And I know that not everything works for me, works for everybody, but we can figure it out you know what I mean? So I just want to say again, like, I appreciate you. And I am so glad that you guys really enjoyed that podcast, because this week is not going to disappoint either. Just the title alone, it is called Mindfuck, P-H-U-K. So um, if This one's a little bit cleaner than last week, so I don't need a PG-13 rating on this. Uh, What I did for this podcast, though, is a little different. I did a YouTube live stream to record this podcast. So this is the intro uh, to give you a little background on what it was that I talked about in this one, and then we'll take a break for sponsors, and then we're just going to jump right into the YouTube live stream and let you guys listen in. So why I called this mind pucker or fucker, or whatever you want to call it is, is P H U K. And I, I wanted you, I wanted to get your attention from the title, obviously. So, uh, but there was a Facebook post that I put actually in my life awakening podcast group. And it says, I'm going to read you a quote. It is from the, um, uh, it is from the book, link and this this quote really struck me and it really just kind of woke me up and I was like oh my god that makes so much sense because I lived this and so the quote is the part of the brain that forms conclusions is the adaptive unconscious what that means is that the decisions you make every day are affected by the conscious input that flows into your into your brain what you see what you hear what you touch and or do 24 7. Everything in your envi- environment affects your decision-making capabilities. The good part about that knowledge is that you, my dear friends, are in 100% control of which, what gets put into your brain. The bad part of that is that you, my dear friends, are 100% in control of what information goes into your brain. Nobody is responsible for you or your decisions but you. If you just chose one thing to change, just one source of the input going into your brain, you will change your life and your experiences through life dramatically. And I can tell you from personal experience that if you are truly not happy with where you are in life right now, and you want to take control and change all of the input that's going into your brain, that's affecting your life, you can change, like including changing your environment, you can change your ability to make better quality decisions. You can change your life on a level that you can't even imagine what it could be like from where you're standing right now. Like, I'm telling you, I know this from personal experience because I did it. Like, I went from a suicidal depression in 2009 to this awesome life that I have right now by taking control of what was being put into my thoughts. Like, how profound is that? From going, to, from, going from staring down a bottle of sleeping pills and not knowing who was gonna win, and that is a honest thought to miraculously flipping the light switch, making better decisions, changing my thought processes, and moving all the way across country to California to change my life to not only like i'm I'm still personal training very part time right now, but like I am a full time life coach, I am a motivational speaker. I am an author that's going to be soon to be published, best-selling author. My book comes out July 4th and I'm so stinking excited about that. Dear victim, it's time for us to break up now. So I just want you guys to really, really, really grasp the concept of what this means. Like your everyday environment is affected by the conscious input that flows into your brain. What you see, what you hear, what you touch and or do 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All right. So with that being said, let's take a break and listen to my sponsors for this week, which I appreciate so, so, so much. And we will be right back with Life Awakening and Mindfuck this is my first YouTube. So I'm going to give you guys a little backstory. You know, I'm a child a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. I am a survivor of depression. And I almost took my own life back in 2009. Me and a bottle of sleeping pills had a stare down man. And I really wasn't sure who was going to win. Very thankful for the phone call I got that day. Otherwise, this would not be possible. And, uh, you know, just feeling my energy here, I'm quite sure that you can tell that I am nowhere near in the, in the depression state anymore. So overcame and corrected all of that in my life. Well, the steps that I took to create the life that I have now started with changing my conscious input. Um, I was listening to music back then that was not conducive to positive thinking. Back then, there was a lot of, I listened to a lot of angry rap, which made me angry. I listened to, I had a lot of people in my life that were negative, you know what I mean? So you, if you know anything about the law of attraction at all, like attracts like. If you have negative people in your life, you're going to be negative. It's like birds of a feather flock together. And you can equate that to church groups. You can equate that to politics. You can equate equate that to your friends. You can equate that to your relationships, like your romantic relationships. All of that is included in that. I had to change. Like Seriously, I was 189 pounds back then. I hated who i was i was a 42 year old stripper who hated waking up and breathing every day like i was doing something that i hated in order to keep a roof over my head and not be homeless i had to make a change i got in the gym i started working out i changed my body in three months i went from 189 pounds down to 133 135 pounds ish somewhere in that idea but the manager of the gym was like how Did you do that? Like, are you a personal trainer? And I was like, no, like being a personal trainer never entered into my thought process at that time. I I was 42 years old. How the hell am I going to be a personal trainer? Number one, do I have the mental capacity? Can I study? Like I was great in school, but now I had to teach me how to do something. So my best friend, Michelle, she was with me. She was like, yes, this is perfect for you. Like you really need to do this. And so I found an online program. It was cheap. I figured it out. Was it easy at that point in time? No. Me getting in the gym, I just wanted to feel better, okay? I needed to lose weight, and that would make me look at me in the mirror, and I would at least start to like what it was that I wanted to see. This is that conscious input. Like, I'm sitting here looking at somebody that I hated to look at. I am sitting here and I have all of these negative thoughts in my head telling me that I am a terrible mom, that I'm a terrible friend, that I'm a terrible person, that I'm not going to be lovable, that I'm going to die alone. All of these horrible things running through my head. And they're my thoughts. They're all my thoughts. I had to figure out how to change those thoughts. And it was work. I didn't ha- I didn't have people around me that was under personal development. Hell, I didn't know what personal development was. Me. Taking the steps to become a personal trainer was the first goal I ever set in my life at 42. I uh, Kim, like you can attest to this. Like in school, they didn't teach us about goals. They didn't teach us how to about finances. They didn't they teach they taught us how to keep a damn checkbook. Okay. They didn't teach us how to set a goal and go after it and how to work backwards or um how to be positive about anything. You put your head in a book, you learned what was in the book, and you passed the test. That was it, which to me is bullshit. Is it conducive to learning? Yes. Is it conducive to thriving? No. I had to figure out how to get out of survival mode and get into thrive mode, and I had to do that by changing the input. I had to change my surroundings. I had to change the people that were in my life. And that's if you listen to my podcast uh, called "It's Called Life Awakening." You listen to my podcast. I preach that all the time. Your circle of influence is exactly who you're going to be like, your five closest friends, the people that you hang out with the most. So there are eight major areas of life. And in those eight major, eight major areas of life, you need to have three to five people that you aspire to be like. If they don't have something that you want, if they're financially not at a level that you want to be at, why are they in your circle? Like you cannot be at the top of the food chain in your circle and expect to grow higher. Like they'll drag you down and beat you with experience. Like, have you ever, there's a couple of scientific experiments where they do where like monkeys, they had a thing of bananas at the top of a pole. Well, you know, as soon as that monkey would start trying to climb up and get the pole, they would hit it with a, with a, um, with a hose pipe and knock him down. When some another one would try to climb up and get the, get the banana, they'd hit it with a hose pipe, knock him down. Well, then it, it was the group mentality. Oh, somebody else is trying to get up there. They would pull them down. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's very group mentality. So if somebody is to, if you are the one in your food chain, that's up here, everybody else is going to drag you down. It's not that they want to, it's not that they mean to, it's just facts of life. You know what I mean? So you've got to get around people who are doing what you want to do. You've got to get around people who you aspire to be like. Do they have a bank account that you want? Do they have a job that you want? And and, and J-O-B, that could be an entrepreneur, that could be a business, that could be a lifestyle, whatever that looks, you've got to determine that for you. But you've got to change your input. If you're sitting on the TV, sitting on the TV, if you're sitting your ass on the couch and you're watching TV 24 seven, when you're not at work, how do you expect to raise your income? Like, are you okay with just having a nine to five and getting your cost of living raise every year? Like, is that going to fill up your bank account? Is that going to fill up your savings? Is that going to give you a retirement? Is I, And I don't mean like retirement. Okay. I can survive. I can pay my bills and I can eat and I can get to and from the grocery store and I might be able to take a vacation once every three to five years. If I penny pinch the right way, that's not retirement, that's survival. Like, I don't want you guys to just survive. I want you to thrive. And In order to do that, you have to get out of survival mode and get into thrive mode. Like what you do to survive it's not it's not going to get you to the next level you've got to change and i know that word change is a scary word for a lot of people but i i wanted to title this this podcast mindfuck because like think about it like and i, and I say phuk so like you can say it however you need to but like you have to change how what goes into your brain like, what are you watching on TV? Are you watching the news all the time? Like, I know some people that go to sleep with their TV on. And so it, it, on the news, no less. The news is geared toward negativity. The news is geared toward making you, it's fear-based. If they can make you feared, if they if they can feed your fear and get you to that level, then you're going to keep coming back and you're going to be stuck right here on the TV. Like, I don't want you to be stuck on the TV, man. Like there's nothing, I'm not going to say there's no positive things coming out of the TV, but you've got to be very selective about what you feed your mind. Like your mind is a powerful thing. Did you know that we speak at 125 words per minute? If you're listening to me, I'm quite sure that you're questioning whether I'm just at 125 words per minute. I would venture to guess that I probably am way faster than 125 words per minute when I when I speak, much less when I think. And these are Dr. Phil. I, like I listen to his podcast. I am a podcast junkie. I rarely even listen to the radio, and and that's just real. I listen to podcasts all the time. Thank you, Kim. You got me into that. <laughs> but I listen to him, and he was talking on one of his previous podcasts where actually I know Game of Thrones comes on tonight, so I'm going to throw this out here. He interviewed one of the girls on Game Game of Thrones, and you'll have to forgive me. I do not remember her name. I want to. Sasha comes to mind. I don't know, but she's like 22 and she's been on the Game of Thrones for like the last seven years or however long it's been on. And since she was 14 and she was saying that she hit depression while she's on a show doing what it is that she loves. Now think about that for a second. You're doing something that you love You're doing a job that you love that she was like, I was just so excited that I get to be on this really cool show and I get paid to do something that I love. What fed her depression was she got on social media, she got on social media. She had put on some weight. She's a teenager. She's got bad skin. You know, most teenagers have bad skin. Yes, Sophia Turner, that's her. So Dr. Phil interviewed her two weeks ago. And so she she was talking about her depression very, Oh, she was very candid and he was asking her questions, but she would get on, on her social media, like on Instagram. And they would talk about her gaining weight about her pimply skin. And she took that to heart and she's, You know, she was a teenager, and so she stayed in her house. Like she wouldn't come out and talk to anybody, and she had to end up going to therapy because she needed to get out of that depressive state. So I beat my depression. I didn't go to therapy, I didn't have to take drugs. I did it by changing the input, I did it by consciously making a decision. I want to live. I want to. Do something different. And what I've been doing, the things I've been listening to, the things that I've been watching have gotten me some pretty shitty results. I don't like the results that I've got. And in order for that to change, I have to change something else. I changed my physical location. I was living in Birmingham, Alabama. I moved to Huntsville. I left Huntsville and I went to Atlanta. When I went to Atlanta, I passed my personal trainer exam March 8th of 2012 that was my light switch moment like i i that was my what i call i did it moment those are my power words and so when i hit that i did it moment i was like yes oh my god like it's real like i can i can do something different i did this i changed my thought processes and i can tell you if you go back and you, you look at my previous facebook feed like before 2010 2011 When I was still in those dark places, I was doing a lot of drugs. I was doing a lot of alcohol. Like I said, I hated waking up and breathing every day. My negative posts on my page were 60 to 1. 60 negative to 1 positive. That's not a good ratio. So if you're speaking at 125 words per minute, you're thinking at 1,200 to 1,400 thoughts per minute. Yes, (laughs) I love you, Kim. Yeah, my Kim was like Kim's been with me, man. Like we've been friends for thirty plus years, thirty-five, going on forty years, something like that. And you know, I, I I don't know that she knew the depths of what it was I was going through at that time, but she got to see my whole transformation on Facebook. Like, oh, like, wait, there's a spark of light right there. And I'm quite sure she thought my ass was bipolar. Like I would put something positive and it would be something great. And then I'd have 60 posts <laughs> that were negative. And she was like, what the hell is going on with this girl? Like, what is wrong with her? You know, and that's that's kind of how I felt was like, what is wrong with you? And I can look back at those posts now and say like, what the hell were you thinking? But I know what I was thinking. I had the same repetitive thoughts. Like 95% of the thoughts in your head are repetitive. They're either thoughts that you started thinking or thoughts that somebody somebody planted a seed and they poured a whole lot of water on those seeds and they grew. Like I had an eight lane triple decker highway of negativity. I lived it. I breathed it. That's where I hung out, man. And I had to take this, I had to start purposefully thinking positive. I had to purposefully start thinking about how can I flip this and think about this in a more positive way? How can I turn this negative situation into something positive? So I, I started, and this was before I ever really got into personal development. Like, I didn't really dive into personal development until 2013 Into the end of 2012, let's see, I passed my test March of 2012. Talked to my son and I was like, Hey, I really want to get back in church. I feel like that's my next step. I know I have a lot of healing that I still need to do. I know that I need something and I think that's the structure. And I think that's what I need in order to make me a better person. Do you have some books that you can recommend? Uh, what, what is it that I can read that would make me think different? Like, I don't even know that I knew that that was a thing at that moment in time, but I knew that the way that I was thinking was not getting me results that I wanted. Uh, you know, that old, I, I and I don't know that I knew this thing either, but you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and expect a different result. I knew I needed change and I knew it was going to be uncomfortable. And I knew that it was probably going to be hard because I knew the circumstances that I was in. I was barely surviving and I had to consciously take steps. I had to become my own teacher. I had to teach me how to be a better me. And that scared the absolute living hell out of me. But failure was not an option. I was an athlete. Like, my whole life. I was an athlete. Failure was not an option. Winning was something that I did and I had to win. Like, if no other reason that I had to win, I had to win for my kids. I had to win for my grandchildren. I had to win for me. I had to figure out how to win for me. I had to forgive myself for the the decisions that I made that took me down paths and got me results that I didn't like. Like I beat myself up over that. And that's part of those negative thoughts that I had going through my head on a regular basis. And so once I got back in church, I rededicated, I started, I got a mentor at church to teach me how to pray because I thought the way I was praying wasn't working. I thought the way that I was praying was wrong and come to find out like, there's no wrong way to pray, man. Like God just wants to hear from you. I had to, I wasn't really sure what meditation was then, but I've started, you know, since I've moved out here to California, which is a whole nother story, since I've moved out here to California, I've really made that a daily practice and my life has dramatically changed. So prayer is where you talk to God, you thank him for the things that he's given you. You ask him for the things it is that you want. Meditation is where you quiet your mind, where you can hear him. So think about this. If you're speaking at 125 words per minute, you're thinking at 1200 to 1400 thoughts per minute, you have on average 60,000 plus thoughts per day that is running through your mind. 60,000 plus thoughts that is running through your mind. So if you have 60,000 plus thoughts, 75% of them on average are negative. That's 45,000 angry ass thoughts that are running through your head. Your mind is an angry ocean. Well, the Bible says that God speaks in a still, quiet voice. Well, if he speaks in a still, quiet voice, you know, he could throw the Empire State Building into that angry ocean and you're not gonna hear shit he got to say. So if you're going to change your thoughts, you have to change your input. Sometimes that means changing your physical location. I can tell you that me leaving Alabama and going to Atlanta, Georgia was one of the best things I ever did in my life. Like I leveled up my life 10, 10 times minimum. And I was there for six years and I did everything that I set out to do while I was in Atlanta. I built a a wonderful personal training business. I had 35, almost 40 clients that I serviced every week. It was great. I I got into my own apartment. I was super positive. I helped my friends change their life, which led to me being a life coach. I started doing a motivational speaking and was speaking in front of women's empowerment groups to teach them. You know what? Like you can have a shitty childhood. You can have a shitty life. You can have shitty things happen to you, but that's, or or you can feel victimized. But if you feel like a victim and you choose to live in that victim mindset, that's on you, man. You have a decision to make when shitty things happen. You can go left. You can go right. You can go straight. But sitting around turning in a circle over and over and over again and expecting a different result, thats you're not going to get anywhere. There's a lighthouse in the distance and you can see that light. That light is your positive change. You can't be in a storm and let your feet sit in that mud and get stuck. You have to keep moving toward the light, whatever that is like when I was dancing and studying and trying to become a personal trainer. And I I use that word trying and I don't like that word trying, but in my mind, that's what I was doing. I felt like I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to be a personal trainer. I'm trying to make a change, even though I felt suffocated, even though I felt like I didn't know if I could do it. I didn't know if I could succeed. But when I passed that test, my belief level in the things that I could do skyrocketed. My belief level in me changing my life skyrocketed. And since then it's been upward and onward. Was it easy after I passed that personal trainer exam? Hell no. Like that was just the beginning stages. So I don't want you to look at somebody else's highlight reel and, and discount your beginnings. Okay. My beginnings sucked. My beginning life sucked. My mother and my biological father sexually abused me starting at the age of two and a half, three years old. and went on till I was seven. When I tell people that it sucks the air out of a room. And, but you can look at me now I'm alive and I'm well, and I am a really happy person. And I strive like that is my purpose in life is to teach people that yes, those shitty things happen, but you can become whoever it is that you want to be by deciding that you want to be somebody different and then taking that step. Are those steps going to be easy? No. Once you set that dream and you set that vision in in motion, it's not going to happen overnight. All these people that you see and you're watching their highlight reels, their shit didn't happen overnight, man. Tony Robbins wasn't an overnight star. Rachel Hollis wasn't an overnight star. She'll tell you it took her 10 years to build her business where it is right now. And she is a a New York Times bestselling author times two. Like She's got the number one and number two books on the New York Times bestseller list right now. She built a million-dollar business, million-dollar media business with a Google... Like this is her tagline, man. I built a million-dollar media business, a million-dollar media company with a Google search bar and a high school diploma. That's what she did. That's Rachel Hollis. That's not me. Those are her words. Uh, and, but if she can do that, you can do that. If I can have a stare down with a bottle of sleeping pills... At 186 pounds and 38% body fat, I can get in the gym and have angry ass fucking workouts every day, sometimes two times a day and lose from 186 down to 133 pounds in three months by getting in a racquetball room full sweats and, and beating the hell out of that little ball until I felt better every day. You can do whatever it is that you want to do, but you have to realize that it's going to take work. It's going to take time. You can't find out that you're pregnant today and have that baby tomorrow because you're not going to be ready. Especially if it's a surprise pregnancy. Oh, hey, you're pregnant. Oh, tomorrow you're going to have a baby. That's not going to work out so well for you or the baby. The baby has to grow inside you. You have to grow as a mother or as a parent or as a couple to be prepared for that baby to come. That's why it's 40 weeks. That's 10 months. 10 months that you've got to get prepared for that baby to get there. Did you know an elephant has a 22-month gestation period? 22 months. Think about that. That mom gets pregnant. She's got to carry that bad boy around for almost two years before that baby comes out. That baby elephant has to be able to walk. That baby elephant has to be able to be somewhat self-sufficient when he, when it's born. Like As soon as it comes out, they're helping it stand up, helping it get its legs. It has to be able to walk. It has to be able to breathe. It has to be able to pull grass up It ha- like whatever that looks like. But 22 months, man, it is a, it's, it's a necessity. So just because you said a dream, you may want it to happen in five years. Be okay with it taking 10. You just keep doing there's going to be roadblocks. There's going to be stumbles. There's going to be falls But you have to change your surroundings Sometimes that means your physical location where you live at the age of 50, two days before I turned 50 I made the decision that I was going to sell everything I own and move to san diego, california Because I was doing a meditation and I saw a vision that said a sign that said san diego I saw me loading up my car and I heard a whisper get there and I'll show you further. Age of 50, man. I sold everything that I could sell out of my apartment, gave everything else to a veterans Veterans association uh, so that they could help disabled veterans, retired veterans, whatever they needed. And then the rest of it went to Goodwill. I got in my car and then it was a 97 Mitsubishi Eclipse. I found out the day before I left that it had a rear main seal leak. I asked if it would make it because it was going to cost me $679 to get it fixed. I had just a little more than that in my bank account the day before I left the day before I left Atlanta coming to California. I did not have a job. I didn't have anywhere to live. I didn't know anybody that lived out here. I was coming out here. No net. I just had faith, huge faith that when I got out here, it was going to work. I knew that I had been a personal trainer for six years and I had been at one job, Snap Fitness and in Atlanta for six years. It's a rarity for a trainer to stay six years at one place. And so I knew that when I got to California, I had a belief that it would be really simple for me to find another job. And it was, I got, I got called in for an interview four days after I got here and was hired on the spot. I had to go through the two week process of, you know, all the paperwork and all that kind of stuff. But I I got a job four days after I got here. So I was right. And I, my faith was correct. My belief was correct. Those first three months were hard and I almost quit. Like I, my, my living situation sucked. My first two roommates were not conducive to Tammy life. Um, The first lady, she had never lived with a female. So having female energy in the house sucked and it was a problem. Second couple I lived with, it was a two bedroom, one bath condo. And they didn't like other people being in their personal space, especially the wife. She was having issues and six days in, I was just like, I'm ready to go home. Like maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I'm not supposed to be here. And a friend of mine talked to me, and he was like, "So you're gonna quit? That's what you're gonna do? I'll send you, I'll send you gas money if you think your car is gonna make it, or I'll buy you a plane ticket so you can quit." And like he pushed my buttons, and I'm like, "I fucking hate you right now," because he knew if he did that, I would not quit. I, I, I don't know how to quit. It's not, it's not in my DNA. And I will tell you this: if I could give you any one thing to stand on today, is if you have a dream, if you have a goal, don't quit. Figure it out. Like whatever it takes, figure it out. If you need to learn how to think different, get some books. I'll give you a list of books. The book that changed my life was Mastering the Seven Decisions by Andy Andrews. The traveler's gift is that you can get a a two book combo. It's called uh, Mastering the Seven Decisions or what the hell is it called? The Traveler's Gift and Mastering the Seven Decisions. So, The Traveler's Gift is the fiction story. David Ponder is the lead character, where like he's the, he had life like what I had. Like he was trying to wrap his his car around a tree because he just didn't want to live anymore. He lost his job. He thought he was going to lose his family. All this other kind of stuff. Hey, Shonda, how are you? He wanted to wrap his car around a tree, and he had he had this dream where somebody took him around and he met seven prominent people in history that taught him like there's seven principles of life, whether you know it or not, they apply to you. And if those seven principles of life apply to you, if you can master them, you can master your life because they're going to affect your life, whether you want it to or not. Me doing that workbook with mastering the seven decisions is the workbook. Mastering the Seven Decisions is the workbook to the Traveler's Gift, and me working through those seven decisions, working through that workbook, and I'm gonna be honest, I half-assed did it, I topically did it, and it still changed my life. If I recommend any book for somebody to have on their nightstand, it is Mastering the Traveler's Gift and Mastering the Seven Decisions. Traveler's Gift is really easy to read, it gets you engaged, and I love Andy Andrews. He's funny, he builds a lot of uh, a comedy in there with it, but. There's one thing in particular, when you get to the seventh decision, David Ponder meets Gabriel, the angel, archangel Gabriel, and he takes him to this warehouse and he's like, what is all this stuff? And there's boxes everywhere and cars and boats and homes and mates and money, like bags and piles and piles of money. He's like, what is this? And he was like, these are people's hopes and dreams. And he was like, well, why are they still here? And he was like, because they gave up. That was a wake up call to me. To not give up. So everything that you've asked for, God has it sitting there. He's going to deliver it, but he's going, as Steve Harvey would say, he's delivering it to Faith Street. But if you're sitting down here on Broken Down Avenue, sitting over here on on De- Depression Corner, you're not ever gonna not ever gonna get your package that's being delivered to Faith Street. It's it takes time to get your goals and dreams. It, it's not overnight. Anything that we do is not gonna be overnight. Me coming to California, it was it, it was a it was an overnight decision, not even an overnight decision. When I got the vision, I had the faith and said, okay, where you lead me, I'm gonna follow because I know the decisions that I've made on my own in the past didn't take me places that I wanted to go. And if you said get there, you're gonna show me further, then I'm going. And so that's what I did, and my life has been phenomenal ever since I moved into the house that I'm in now with the family that I'm living with. It took me less than ninety days to finish my book once I moved into this house. Like everything just flowed. I was happy. It was, it was just, it was easy to get the words out. It just felt good. And so my book, now that I've mentioned it, is called "Dear Victim." It's time for us to break up now. It will be launched on July 4th. Woo, woo. So excited about that! I am going this weekend up to Cucamonga Peak to take the cover photo uh, for that. And I'm super excited about that, provided that there's still no snow and ice on the mountain. So that's going to be interesting. But I, I, I really want you guys to think about that quote that I read at the beginning. You know what I mean? Everything that you put into your mind, whether you see it, hear it, touch it, smell it, think about it. It is affecting your outer world. Every bit of it is affecting your outer world. If you want a positive life, you've got to have positive input. Whether that's podcasts that you're listening to, uh, whether that's positive YouTube, like here, listen to my podcast, Life Awakening, Facebook Live, YouTube, the Facebook Live, YouTube, Facebook Lives. You know, I I do motivational talks on there all the time. uh, Books that you can read. Find a a support group that is positive. Anything personal development. Like, if it doesn't feel good, don't do it. If your friends are negative, boy, bye. So, and this is something that that I really, I I took this saying from Rachel Hollis. I I can't take credit for it, but girl, thank you for this because I'm preaching this to everybody because it's true. Not everybody in your life should have a VIP opinion in your life. Escort their happy ass up to the nosebleed section because that's the ticket that they paid for. You come right back down and you sit down at the stage of your life and you start your planning, and you do whatever it is that you got to do for you to succeed. You get to divine. You get to decide what success is to you. Nobody else's opinion matter. Not everybody in your in your friend circle is your friend. Some of them are your frenemies. They drilling holes in your boat when you ain't looking. I need you to be mindful of your inner circle. Know who they are. Make sure that they got their own dreams and goals, man. You can't hang out with people that ain't got dreams and goals if you got dreams and goals. Like, they're going to be wondering, what the hell are you doing? Like, why are you doing that? They're, they're and, it, I, and I honestly, like, for real, for real, I don't think people in, mean to be dream stealers. I think it's a subconscious thing. It's just like, they've never thought about having a dream. if They've never thought about having a goal. And so when you're doing something like, why the hell are you doing that? It's like second nature to them. But when you explain it to them, if they ain't on board, they got to go. Like, I love you, but I'm going to love you from way over there. I, I, I'm i quick to tell somebody I, I can't be around you. You know what I mean? That could be family members. And that's going to be the part that hurts because some of your closest naysayers are the closest people to you. It could be your mom, could be your dad, could be your brother, sister, uncle, cousin, aunt, your best friends. Like, your circle's going to change. And that may scare the hell out of you. But I promise you, oh my God, I promise you it, it would be the best thing that you ever did. The people that I used to hang out with in Birmingham 10 years ago, I don't see them anymore. Like occasional, hi, how you doing on Facebook, you know, instant messenger or Instagram. Hey, how you doing in the inbox in my DMs? But I don't hang out with those people anymore because the majority of those same people are still doing the same shit that they were doing 10 years ago. Only the names and faces have changed and the clubs that they hang out. Like I can't you have you you're on a merry-go-round a never-ending merry-go-round that is never going to change I thrive with change. I thrive with new goals and new decisions and new things to do but you've got to Create positivity in your mind You've got to create positivity in your circle you have to Change things man. You got to do you got to do things different and and This also goes with your self-worth. When you start working to build a better you, like this is a -a build-a-bear exercise, man. This is a -a build-a-bear exercise. You have to build a better you. I built a better me. And I'm telling you, like, I'm not done. Like, dear victim, it's time for us to break up now. That's I'm sharing my whole entire life story to teach you. Shitty things happen and you get to decide where you go from there. And I got another book coming out After that, like I just started writing it. It's called Don't Be a Glow Stick. Stop letting people break you and shake you before your light comes on. That's going to be my coaching book where I'm coaching you how to take responsibility for your life, how to cultivate that circle of influence, how to seek wisdom, how to use the art of forgiveness and and teach yourself how to forgive the people that hurt you. Because forgiveness is a decision, guys. It's not an emotion. Holding on to unforgiveness, that's that's a fucking emotion. I want nothing more for each and every one of you than to have a better life, to create a life it is that you want by design. And, and you get to do that. Nobody else gets to do that. Your life is a canvas and you have the paintbrush. What do you think would happen if you handed your paintbrush to somebody else and say, hey, what do you think I should be? Who do you think I should be? What job is it that you think I should do? What kind of house is it that you think I should live in? What kind of man or woman do you think I should marry? What should they look like? How many kids do you think I should have? Hmm. What 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 school district do you think they should live in? What kind of car do you think I should drive? You're giving away all of your power. Your power is your power. And once you take your paintbrush back and you start creating your life and sa- other people's opinion of you is none of your damn business. Other people's opinion of you is none of your damn business. Business. (laughs) However you need to say that, take it or leave it. Sorry, not sorry. It is what it is. But I need you guys to put positive things in your head. I need you to put positive things in your heart. Change your music. Change the people in your circle. Change what it is that you read. Change where it is that you live if you must. When I came to California, and I came out here no net. It, it was one of the hardest, best things I ever did for my life. This podcast came out of it. My book came out of it. I've made some really awesome people here. My motivational speaking has leveled up since I've come out here. So you know, I I can't say enough about just taking a leap of faith, man. Steve Harvey talks about it all the time. Sometimes you gotta jump and and trust that your parachute's gonna open. You might get some bumps and bruises and some cuts on the way down, but your parachute is going to open and you're going to land safely down at the bottom. And when you reach there, dude, so freaking amazing. Like I love you guys so much. You just have no idea how much it excites me to do this right here. <laughs> and I, I really want to start planning this. Or let I me, mean, I, I I'm not even going to say really start. I'm going to start doing this every week. Like I love being on here and I love seeing your comments and you guys being able to interact with me when I'm doing this. And I I, I want to do more. I, I want to reach more. And so if you liked what you saw, please, please, please share this video on, your, on all of your social media and let people know how they can find me. Uh, I will be releasing my book. Like I said, Dear Victim, it's time for us to break up now. It is a story of empowerment through forgiveness, strength, and love. It will be launching July 4th. And I chose that day because I figured Independence Day was the best day ever for you to take the first step in breaking up with your inner victim and creating your life by design, creating a life that is that is what you want. Do you know what I mean? Other people's opinion of what you should do for your life is stupid. So there's that. <laughs> um, but I love you guys. Uh, you can find me on all social media venues by, you can do hashtag CallieTammy. Hashtag Tammy Loftus. I will pop up everywhere: Instagram, Facebook, uh, and YouTube. Um, thank you guys so much for showing up. I love you guys. Like you are my 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 faithful, and I am so excited about uh, starting off on this YouTube journey. Yeah, and I got to quit saying uh every other word so I got to work on that too but I love you guys thank you so much if you would like to join my life Awakening podcast group I will put the link for that in the show notes I will also put a link to my Facebook page and to my uh, my life coaching page so you can reach me there it's tammyloftus.com uh, you can reach me through there and email me at tammy email me at Tammy at Tammy There you go. I got a fancy email now. It's also super cool. So uh, do you guys have any questions about it, about what I talked about? Cause the the quote from the book, the blink, I know uh, Britt, you read a ton of books and you have a, your own YouTube channel and you do uh, things with uh, book reviews and, and everything. Uh, do you guys, have you read the book, the blink? Do you guys have any questions before I end off for today? I don't even know if there's a delay on Facebook Live, if there's a delay between what I say and uh, Facebook. Damn it. YouTube. This is YouTube. I do not know if there is a delay in YouTube Live when I am talking to you guys like there is on Facebook Live. I know there's about a 20 second delay. Oh, there's no delay. Okay, good. Well, that's good to know. We are we are live then. You haven't read that book, okay? Cool. So, uh, Britt, I will be sending you a advanced review copy of my book, <laughs> so that we can so we can get some reviews out uh, when my book launches on July fourth. Uh, and Lashonda, she is also getting a advanced review copy. She interviewed me for her podcast, The Coupon Queen. So, love her. So, if you guys want to check out her check out her podcast, uh, Coupon Queen, on wherever. Like I said, I I love you guys and I appreciate you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for showing up. You guys are the bomb and I will see you next week.